So the magic of this platform is you can create that strategy with a couple clicks. You can see what deals might be a great fit for that strategy, and then you can underwrite them all in the course of one sitting. Let's get ready to scale. guys, thanks for joining us for yet another episode. I'm Jeanette Robinson. We have a really interesting episode today with not just one, but two guests. The first guest I'd like to introduce you to is actually our own Director of Acquisition at Blue Lake Capital from our sister division, Blue Lake Capital International, based out of Los Angeles. This is Tim Nguyen. Tim has over a decade of experience in real estate investments. Uh, his transaction volumes are up to $2 billion across major property types. Before he joined Blue Lake, he was the executive director of acquisitions for Jim Dell USA's Value Add Fund. And prior to that, the director of acquisitions at Atlas Capital Group. In addition to that, he has his bachelor's in business administration from Walter A. Haas School of Business at UC Berkeley and a master's degree in real estate development from Columbia University. So Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to Absolutely. join. Absolutely. Now, our second guest for you guys today is Thomas Foley. Thomas is the co-founder and CEO of Archer. It's a real estate technology firm that's focused on helping multifamily investors, brokers, and lenders accelerate their market analysis deal sourcing and underwriting process. So I promise you, you're going to want to hear more details about that. Prior to Archer, Thomas co-founded several startups such as Vinovate, Cap Rally, and Expert Financial. He has a breadth of experience that spans across multiple industries. He served in roles from VP of Marketing at On My Block to Director of Capital Markets and Investment Sales at globally recognized firms like JLL and HFF. A very interesting fun fact we dug up on you, Thomas, is that when he was an undergrad at UCLA, he helped bring the men's water polo team to a national championship that they won. And last but not least, he's got a BA in economics from UCLA and an MBA from Wharton Executive MBA program. So, and you're joining us from San Francisco, right, Tom? That's right. That's right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate both of you guys coming on the show. And uh, for those of you listening, I think you're going to find it very interesting because one of the first things we're going to talk about is uh, digging into AI and how the history um, basically has evolved across the industry and how it's impacting multifamily investments and other types of investments. But before we do, Thomas, can you just share with us what was your inspiration for starting Archer? What problems did you see that you were trying to address? Yeah, sure. So uh, once again, thanks for having me here. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I'm a little bit addicted uh, to finding problems and then with those problems, trying to find a solution for them. Um, most of the problems that we've tried to solve over my career have been uh, around making investing in alternative investments easier, more accessible, um, uh, adding efficiency to those things um, by using technology and data. And so some of the companies that you mentioned before um, were platforms to give investors access to venture-backed companies or tools for um, uh, private company founders to go out and manage their fundraise process. Those were issues that I was dealing with and found that there were tools that I could build to help solve my own problem. 
And when I looked at real estate, uh, and this really started back in 2015, I was blown away at how little technology and data was being used to help make smarter real estate investment decisions. And based on my experience in my prior companies, the first thing that I thought was, well, I need to learn more about this space. I need to spend more time in the space. And so starting in 2015, um, I went and applied for every real estate investment, um, brokerage development type job. And I talked with as many folks as possible. And where I landed was at HFF um, prior to the acquisition by JLL. And it allowed me to spend four years there really getting a master's degree in real estate capital markets to learn more about, you know, what problems brokers had, what pro problems lenders had, what problems um, investors had when it came to making deal decisions. And what it turned out was there was all these different, you know, data sets that were out there. There were these CRM tools that were out there, but nothing talked to each other. And when it came time to actually evaluate a deal, people were still just using an Excel. They were still breaking down a rent roll or a T12 by hand. And there was this, you know, one to two day period where it, there was just a ton of work that was being put in there. And it was all people work, right? And if you look at any of the other spaces out there, what was really clear was that people were using technology and connecting data to take away the busy work. And so I got super passionate about it. Um, during that time period, I went back to Wharton to, to do my uh, MBA. Uh, I was super lucky to find an amazing co-founder who brings, you know, top class strategy operations and financial experience that we could then apply to this space. And then we started working on this problem together about four years ago, really to solve our own problem, right? Like, how do you become the best real estate investor by using technology and data? And over time, we got pulled into building tools like this for now our clients, investors, brokers, and lenders. Nice, nice. So um, I can definitely appreciate that. There's a lot of challenge, uh, you know, that we're always trying to process a tremendous amount of data, and it does slow things down a lot. So I love the fact that you've been trying to develop some type of product that's really going to increase the efficiency in being able to not only execute those processes, but also significantly improve the quality of the data that you can incorporate. So, you know, there, there is a lot of buzz, though, you know, out there in the market, all about AI, AI. So how do people really know if something is a high quality AI product versus just one of these hyped up, oh, we'll slap the word AI on it and call it a day <laughs> project? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, my my office is actually on Sand Hill Road. And so um, I get to interact with a number of venture capitalists all the time. And it is really challenging for them to decipher what's true AI and what's actually just sort of um, uh, slapping an AI term on their business plan and then trying to raise funding around that. I think um, what's what's important when it comes to AI is... Um, how differentiated the data set is, right? And so with um, Archer, I'll give an example. We've done a lot of work over the last, now close to nine months, training our models on hundreds of thousands of T12s or operating statements and rent rolls to help save time when it comes to parsing and mapping and predicting um, those financial statements. So a process that historically has taken, you know, a, a good acquisition associate 
you know, maybe 30 minutes or so to extract that data from a T12 or extract that data from a rent roll, Archer can now do in about 15 seconds with over 95% accuracy on the first pass. And so that's, that's a really cool use case for AI. Um, the areas where we think are probably more generic are things like using op OpenAI and their ChatGPT plugin, and then applying that to writing a uh, IC memo, right? So those are some areas that are exciting, but they're probably more um, uh, doable by multiple different groups because that data set might be uh, more generic in terms of the text-based text -based data set there. So again, it's, it's really early in terms of AI being this term. Um, we think that there's a lot of applications for it, but the most important thing for the winners in this space is they're going to have large amounts of proprietary data and a lot of that's going to come from actually having a, a great engaged client set that they can train that data model on to then give clients better tools that take off the busy work from them. Very interesting. Now, now Tim, I'd love to have you chime in at this point, uh, given all of your experience um, you know, in acquisitions. What role do you think that AI should have and how can people identify when it's really being effectively implemented into an actual acquisition process versus just, again, a label. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, Thomas raised a lot of good points. Um, I think real estate in general is, is, you know, it's an old school business. I mean, I think there are still a lot of people that, you know, do deals essentially on the back, back of napkins. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it, real estate in general is one of the last industries to conform to change. Um, for the most part, you know, it's an illiquid asset class that just lags behind in innovation. I think in the last decade, we've seen uh, that shift and there has been a lot of focus on new technologies being implemented at the property level, at the underwriting level, in the capital markets and across the board. And, you know, here at Blue Lake, we've we've kind of been constantly on top of the trends in the prop tech space. And we look at a lot of projects that have great ideas, but you know, sometimes they don't have the right mix of team. It's, you know, especially in real estate, you want to have um, people that understand the business um, as well as kind of the, the data science portion of it. So you need a good balance. Um, or sometimes these ideas are a little bit too early. So when we look at projects, we look at, um, you know, the teams, you know, the product they're offering. Does it have a solid use case? Um, does it have a moat? Um, and we take all these criteria into consideration. I think, you know, Archer was a good fit for us because, you know, we, we saw the evolution of their model and they were able to, to kind of pivot their, their business model to offer a service that was in really high demand in our opinion, um, and kind of adapt, um, to the fast moving environment that is the prop tech space and allow us to do the things that, um, are that we want to focus on while leaving the automated solutions to, um, you know, the technology itself. So specifically, um, you know, we see, you know, these tools that Archer allows us to essentially um, pick the criteria that work for us, um, that we've identified in our track record as successful investments, and then apply that in the AI system that we know has reliable data and is easy to use. So, 
essentially we're not changing our core principles as a company. We're just expanding our ability to refine our investment strategy in the tool that's being offered. Um, and I think that's important because, you know, in, in kind of, you talked about the hype in AI, it's, it's not replacing, um, you know, a role or, 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 you know, employees, it's just supplementing, um, to help us improve the efficiency and completing, completing our tasks. So I think, you know, a, a short way to summarize it is, you know, time is the most scarce resource that we have and, you know, Archer and AI help us to free up the things that require more of kind of the human decision-making um, in terms of putting a deal together. And, you know, there are other systems that are better at, um, automating tasks, um, such as underwriting and market selection, things like that, um, that AI is better than doing. Yeah. yeah. I, if I can hop in right there, um, one of the things that we found in coming into this space is, you know, Tim mentioned this concept of, of real estate being a bit more of a late adopter in terms of, of some technology and data solutions. And some of the like predecessor companies that are in uh, the real estate space came out and their marketing and their approach and their messaging was much more of like a Terminator type approach towards space. And I think there was a full rejection, right, by the host in terms of what those what those solutions could be. The approach that we've taken and the philosophy that we've had after actually being uh, participants in the real estate space, a lot of our team members are prior acquisition, asset management, development broker folks, is the real estate folks have the local expertise. They have the understanding of exactly what they're trying to accomplish here. Um, we think of tools like Archer, sort of like a Iron Man suit, right? It's just an enhancing set of functions that helps uh, give folks like Tim the ability to do, you know, twice as much or three times as much work because so much of the busy work tasks that him and his team were doing before are taken off his plate. Now you can cover, you know, two or three X the amount of markets. Now you can look at, you know, three to five X more deals per week. That gives you an edge versus your competitors, right? And over time, right, the efficiency frontier pushes out. But again, it, it always comes back to um, the people, the individuals, right? They're the ones who are driving the entire time. We're, we're way far away from any version of, you know, AI replacing, you know, that type of work at all. All right. So, Tim, before we get really granular, you know, into kind of some of the additional details that we are able to get from Thomas's team at Archer and why it really matters for investors and why they should care. First, please just kind of give us a broad explanation of what underwriting actually is and what it entails. Sure. So, you know, underwriting is basically a projection of an investment from day one until we sell the property. So typically operators, including ourselves and others, will use for multifamily value add investments, a financial model, which is most of the time done in Microsoft Excel. So we'll have a purchase price where we're buying the property, um, cost to close the property, cost to renovate the property. And then in addition to that, we'll make a series of assumptions, which will allow us to understand what potential returns we would be able to generate from our investment. Some of these assumptions are rental growth rates, 
others are what the projected growth rate of the rent is going to be, what the expenses are going to be, as well as what we think we can sell the property for. So, you know, this process is very granular. Um, it essentially um, requires us to spend a lot of time in the market, having conversations with brokers. And in getting those assumptions, we need to compare them against other properties. Now, as mentioned, this is a very time consuming process. And we were trying to find ways where we can save time, get more accurate data. And in the combination of doing those two things, make sure that this underwriting process is well vetted and as accurate as possible. So in trying to make things more efficient for the underwriting process, we went out and tried to seek solutions to uh, accelerate that and came across Archer. Now, Archer's platform is able to essentially underwrite automatically uh, what I just described in the underwriting process um, in an automated fashion based on the proprietary uh, tools within that system. And that allows us to process deals up to five times faster. And it comes with a lot of the um, attributes and uh, pre-vetting of assumptions that I mentioned earlier in terms of comparing um, you know, operating expenses or rental expenses, other property sales, because it has, uh, it has that data in their system already and the machine learning allows them to uh, refine that over time. So our underwriting process that I described um, in combination with what the tools that Archer offers uh, allows us to be much more productive in our acquisition efforts. Perfect, which ultimately helps us, you know, to really tie it all down uh, to be more competitive uh, out in the field, if you will, and to make sure that not only are we building out investment opportunities that are based off of very accurate data and projections that we believe we can really obtain, but in addition to that, uh, it also helps us to secure deals faster. Uh, and to make sure that, uh, you know, we're not wasting time and losing out to opportunities because we're being inefficient. Um, and that's how we ideally, you know, are bringing the best deals possible to our investors, right? Exactly. Yeah, perfect. All right. So now, Thomas, I know that one of the uh, one of the the secret, you know, wonders, if you will, of the software is its ability to not only essentially underwrite, but really build a, an investment strategy. So will you explain to us what that is and, and how it works? Yeah, for sure. So for for anyone listening to this, right, the the offering that Archer offers is think of it like helping you accelerate all pieces of the acquisition motion. And when we think of acquisition motion, we think of this concept of building a strategy, sourcing deals, and then underwriting those deals, right? How do you figure out your strategy, find the right deals, and then underwrite those deals to figure out what to pay as quickly and as confidently as possible. And so when we were building this, again, for ourselves at the start, that was this one piece of it was the most complicated. It was, okay, there's all these different data uh, sets. And in our platform, there's about 40 different data sets of paid and sort of public data, things like demographic, things like employment, things like real estate trends. And they all didn't talk to each other. 
So the first thing that we did was we put together a system that aggregated all this data, cleaned and joined it, and then made it um, malleable so that you could come up with any version of strategy across about 250 different investment factors, right? Population growing of a certain age group, uh, median household income, rent growth of a certain amount, um, cap rates of a certain amount, right? And all these combinations that you could weight and rank, that then would help you figure out what markets to focus on, what submarkets to go to, and then ultimately, which deals are a, bet, a best fit for your strategy? And so this platform, right now we call it the Investment Strategy Builder, allows an investor in one sitting to go from creating this strategy, which is usually something that like a CIO or a head of research will do while paying for all these different data subscriptions. Usually that takes a group somewhere between, you know, sort of, one week to a month to create. And then after that, they have to go then figure out what deals are even available in that market and do those deals underwrite. So the magic of this platform is you can create that strategy with a couple clicks. You can see what deals might be a great fit for that strategy. And then you can underwrite them all in the course of one sitting. So totally shrinking down something that might take a quarter of time just to realize that that strategy works or it doesn't into a day. So that's, that's why we're so excited about this part of the platform. And it's something that um, we've actually gotten to work on some pretty exciting uh, uh, proprietary strategies with Blue Lake uh, that I know that Tim and my co-founder Fred are actively in process on uh, iterating on and improving and then taking their feedback to, to find ways to give, you know, some more custom filters that Blue Lake is looking for. Yeah, very true. And it's funny because we do have... I promise you like a history of challenging every uh, piece of technology we encounter and always helping to refine it and make it a little bit better than it was when we start working with it. Um, so definitely enjoy that partnership and collaboration. And along those lines, without giving away you know, too much information, Tim, as to what some of our proprietary model entails, um, I would like to know, and I'm sure that the listeners are very interested in how are you vetting the deals? So once we've you know, gotten past the point of underwriting and as they say, you know, the deal pencils, then how do we vet it even further? Yeah, so even when uh, even prior to going into the the detailed underwriting that I uh, outlined earlier, you know, we'll we'll have a deal come in from you know a market that we're interested in, and immediately we'll run through what we call a neighborhood analysis. So, um, so for example, uh, you know, we are pretty excited about um, you know Texas as a market; it's been doing very well. Um, you know, as part of our, our grander Sunbelt strategy. Um, so Dallas-Fort Worth is, is a market we like, but real estate is such a granular business that from block to block, things can change. And so you really have to dig into the actual neighborhood itself within a submarket. So um, for every deal that comes in, we'll, we'll take a look at this neighborhood analysis and we'll assess, you know, various factors from, you know, crime scores to, you know, how, how uh, quality are the schools? What is the medium income and employment rate, you know, for those specific neighborhoods? Um, and then they're screened out as potential investments. So, you know, we'll go through that for each deal. The, the thing is that, that, again, that's time consuming. So, you know, with Archer's platform, what we can do is almost reverse engineer that process. And we can screen for deals that meet those criteria up front. So, um, 
you know, for example, if we are interested, um, you know, with neighborhoods that have a high rent to income ratio, for example, so that we know that um, tenants can afford the rents, then we'll input that specific metric into Archer's platform, along with other criteria that I mentioned with specific thresholds, weight them and come up with our own customized investment strategy. So it's, you know, it's a very formulaic approach, um, you know, to investing that, you know, allows us to, you know, refine our investment theses and analyze different markets across the U.S. that match our pre-filtered investment criteria and, you know, compare markets side by side so that we can really hone in on which properties are the best, most suitable investments for our investors. Yeah. One um, interesting use case. So what we find is, is there's sort of two different types of investment firms. And I think Blue Lake's a little bit uh, more thoughtful, strategic in terms of the markets that they want and the factors that they want. But we also have a number of clients where they've been really successful in one specific market with one specific play. And we actually built this, this part of the platform for clients because of an ask by a client that was based in Texas. They were doing a bunch of work in Houston and their family office investors, they were syndicators. Their uh, investors came to them and said, hey, we're a little full up on Houston, but we're really interested in San Antonio, Dallas, um, and Austin. Um, we'd like to, we'd like you to move over there and show us deals from these markets, but show us stuff that looks like the stuff that we've looked at in Houston with you. So we built what's called a location recommendation engine. This is like a use of a little bit of AI. Think of this like Netflix, right? You watch a show, it recommends another show that you're going to like. Um, so this was an example of it. So we can do that with clients where they show us the deals that they've chased or that they've, that they own in their portfolio. We can help them understand what are the characteristics that they're looking for, like even subconsciously, and then show them the other markets that will uh, do well or the other properties that will do well in other markets. And then they can come back to their investors and say, hey, by the way, if you liked this, you're really going to like Nashville's this next market or Raleigh or whatever this other market is that has similar characteristics of a market that we did well in two or three years ago. That's really interesting. I imagine, too, that it probably can possibly help bring to light maybe some um, factors that they're not even aware of that are making totally. their investment strategy more effective. But it's actually an oversight and almost, quote, luck on their part, you know, that uh, probably the technology can also help to identify they should incorporate into their criteria. 100 percent. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. I admit I almost don't want to do this show because I don't want our competitors <laughs> to know about this. <laughs> But since there's plenty of success to be had all around, uh, before we jump into what we call the lightning round questions, I want to just go ahead and give each of you an opportunity to talk about any other little last details that you consider to be some of the uh, most advantageous uh, aspects of the platform or from, you know, an application standpoint. Yeah, so there's a number of pieces that we're really proud of here at, at Archer. And um, all of them are either problems, again, that we've seen or that clients uh, have come to us and said, hey, you know, we're using Archer for this full underwrite, but we want to underwrite, you know, five or 10x the amount. So we actually want to use this for not only identifying deals and fully underwriting, but this thing in the middle, which is called basically screening, right? How do you pre-screen a deal with as little time as possible? 
And so we just launched uh, what we've called the rapid screener. I don't know if that's good or bad branding with what, what happened with COVID, but um, it, the idea here is you can type in any address of any multifamily property in the country. And if you have financials or if you don't, we can build a full first pass of an underwriting model in less than three minutes. So again, less than three minutes, right? That, that normally is something that takes a firm, you know, if you're, if you're really on it, you know, maybe six hours, maybe a day to do a first pass underwrite. You're getting a first pass underwrite with all the data around, you know, rents, rent growth, occupancy, what the expected financials are, the comps, right? The comparables for, you know, rents, operating expenses and sales comps, and then even an estimate of pricing within three to five minutes. And usually once the analyst or associate is been trained on, on this um, new model, um, they can dial that in within about five to 10 minutes, right? So taking a process that usually takes a day down to less than 15 minutes. There's some really cool automated tools around rent roll parsing and T12 parsing that we have in the platform. Again, the competitive set out there, right? If you're doing it without technology is probably, you know, an hour or so. If you're doing it with other technologies, it's around 30 minutes. Ours is doing it in around 15 seconds. So this all comes out of the box with Archer. And the idea here is we want to supercharge your teams to be able to do, you know, five, 10x more the amount of output. And I can give one example of that. We had a, we had a new multifamily uh, group that was backed by a private, uh, a private equity firm. They joined a month ago. And in their first month, it was a single head of acquisitions that was leading the charge. They did 68 underwrites across 24 states. And they put out five uh, LOIs, uh, letters of intent, right? They bid on five different properties. So that's the type of productivity gains. In the past, historically, this person's productivity level was about you know, 10 to 12 underwrites per month. So 10 to 12, up to 68 across multiple states that they could be able to understand how um, how this property would perform, right? Again, with very limited time invested there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, just to point out the obvious, uh, just in case for those of you that, not, that are not behind the scenes all the time, you know, there is a certain uh, element of real estate investing that is simply a numbers game. Uh, if you are yeah. not competitive, and not in enough deals, you're not going to be awarded enough deals. Uh, you certainly don't get every deal that you know that you uh, compete in. That's just the reality of it. Um, and you know, for investors, if you're working with a group that is not on top of it, you're a lot more likely to move out, miss out on a ton of opportunity. I mean, just candidly. So you know, and then Tim, you know, I had touched on it earlier. For you, from you know, being kind of on, on the the inside, how does this make you better at your job? How does it make your life easier? Well, I, I think Tom covered it um, pretty well. I think everything he said is pretty applicable and I can, I can vouch for kind of the comprehensiveness of all the efficiencies from the investment strategy builder to the actual underwriting. And so I think it's really cumulative uh, in terms of the aggregate benefits of, um, you know, the time saved from the underwriting process to the investment strategy builders, but I think it does kind of start with the investment strategy builder. You know, the more, the more, the more, um, you know, confidence and, um, you know, work that you do up front in terms of the markets that you're investing in, 
allows you to make those decisions quicker, um, you know, as far as the submarkets that you're looking to invest in. Um, and then in terms of the underwriting, <clears throat> you know, we've seen ourselves process more deals, which, uh, you know, to your point, Jeanette, uh, allows us to just see a, a wider array of opportunities and then focus on those ones and pursue those that make the most sense, um, you know, based on our view of the market. So, you know, it's made my life a lot easier in terms of managing these different components uh, of the acquisition process. Um, you know, but that said, you know, it, you know, AI, again, it's, it's meant to help accelerate some of the areas that, um, you know, we as real estate investment professionals could use in terms of assistance, but, you know, it allows, it frees us up to focus on, you know, um, you know, the non-AI components, um, right? Because real, real estate is, you know, it's a balance of art versus science. And we're very uh, cognizant of the art portion of it, which is staying on top of the macro trends, you know, having those conversations, um, you know, with market participants and brokers real time and really um, marrying both um, that part of the business and, and kind of leaving the, the scientific approach um, you know, to, to the better systems, um, in which case, you know, we feel like Archer is one of those solutions. So, um, that's, that's both, you know, a challenge and an opportunity, um, for us as we kind of, um, you know, manage our investments. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into, uh, the fun stuff with the lightning round questions, even though I definitely think this is uh, very interesting, I am very curious to know, and I'm sure other people will be too, Thomas, where do we go from here? What do you see uh, next on the horizon for how much more innovative we're going to be able to become or even much more efficient we're going to be able to become within the industry because of AI's role? Yeah, I think there's, you know, a sort of endless amount of opportunities here. Um, you know, we, we've on the AI side, one of the interesting conversations that's happening is all around these these AI agents, right? And so we're actively exploring and we have a number of advisors that are from places like Microsoft or uh, uh, previously at Two Sigma or at Green Street um, that are helping us explore ways that we can bring an AI agent actually into uh, your investment committee meeting, right? So what if your uh, associate was able to prepare uh, a deal memo with the help of Archer, right? And we're saving you again. Can we save you 90% of that prep time? And when you get to that meeting, can the senior folks that are sitting around the table and asking questions, um, can we help create the answers for those questions, right? Um, similarly, can we help on the investor relations side, right? There might be questions that your investors are asking about a potential deal. And if we could help automate the responses there, automate the calculations of the multiple different investment scenarios that you're looking at, that's really exciting, right? So everything that we're looking at are, when it comes to acquisitions, that's our start. But we're already getting pulled into asset management conversations. So our tools are being moved over there to see where are there areas to increase yield, right? Increase return on an asset once you already own it. Um, we're starting to partner with brokers to help them uh, figure out how to tell the story better to the owner of the property, but also to the people that are coming in to invest. And instead of getting a blind broker email blast that is like, this is an interesting property, but it's just generic data points. 
Now, if you have your Archer strategy, and if the broker is working with Archer as well, that deal goes to you, and that deal has customized data points and gives you a match score when you first see it. Now, that's valuable, right? Because that's saving you time and helping you screen. So there's a ton of different areas, whether it's acquisitions, asset management, the disposition decision, the fundraising decision. Those are all different areas that we're going to look to attack and use technology because we have this data where we're best in class in terms of you know, financial analysis. We can apply that to these other places and help our clients do way more with less. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think it's doing more with less, but I think it's also just doing better. Um, I doing better, totally. I can definitely attest to the fact that already uh, we've definitely given uh, you know the Archer system a good run with our most recent acquisition, and uh, I've had investors ask a lot of detailed questions, a lot of what ifs this and what ifs that's, and things along those lines, and you know asking us how we can back up our data and our projections and things along those lines. Um, you know, and Tim has been able to very quickly, you know, hand that information straight over to me to be able to share with investors, um, you know, because everyone needs to do their due diligence. So it helps, uh, you know, I think it helps provide better service and transparency and um, and really a knowledge to investors that are also even considering deals. So, you know, rather That's great you're, to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So I think. You know, point blank, whether you're an owner, an operator, a lender, a broker, or just a, you know, retail, you know, um, individual investor, there's a lot of benefit across the board to it. And, you know, I would definitely say that, uh, you know, your platform and this type of technology should be an expectation moving forward, in my opinion. Totally agree. Thank you. All right. Well, very good. Gentlemen, thank you both for a very insightful discussion on kind of how things work behind the scenes, the benefit of data, how it can be utilized to improve businesses, uh, individual investors, uh, portfolios, and everything in between. But last but not least, before I let you guys go, are you ready for what we call the lightning round questions? Bring it on. I think so. Bring All it right. on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So this question is to each question will be to each one of you. Feel free to answer in whichever order you guys would like. So first of all, when you're not playing with data and building, you know, a bunch of really cool financial models and underwriting things and thinking about AI technology, what do you do for fun? Yeah, so I'll, I'll go first. Um, I love being in the water. You know, if, if it's surfing, uh, you know, water polo, swimming, and now a lot more swimming and pool time with the kids. Anytime I can be in the water, that's my happy place. Yeah, I'm also very active, um, you know, with the outdoors and have very ho various hobbies. Um, I would say kind of a master of none. But if I had to choose one, <laughs> it would probably be um, playing basketball. I've been playing my entire life and, you know, s still play when I can in rec leagues. So, um Ball's life. Very good. All right. Now, this next question might throw you for a loop, but, um, you know, one thing that I'd like to know is what is kind of an interesting or fun fact about each of you that most people don't know about you? Uh, I have a web toe. <laughs> <laughs> which may have helped with swimming and and, and water sports for sure. Hey, yeah, that's an unfair advantage. I'll actually share one myself. Uh, just because it's a strange fun fact, um, <laughs> there's multiple people in my family that have born, been born with extra fingers and toes. I'm no way. One, but wow. several of my siblings, uh, niece and nephews, cousins, 
extra fingers, extra toes. It's how we roll. We're uh, we're very wow. extra. <laughs> like in um, the Princess Bride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Tim, what about you? I don't have any of uh, anything like that, <laughs> but um, I do have, and this is not an exact number, so I'm just going to plus or minus, but plus or minus 35 cousins uh, on one side of the family. So um, part, of a, part of a big family. Nice. That's fun. All right. Now, what about books? What book would each of you recommend uh, that people really need to include in their library? Yeah, there's a, a book I love called The Captain Class. Um, it's by Sam Walker. It's uh, for anyone that's like a, a sports junkie. Um, it dives really deep into uh, what's considered the best teams ever by basically every sport. And so they've done a bunch of work on that. And a big takeaway is all around the, the leadership component of this specific captain that was a catalyst for enabling a team to be this successful over this amount of time. And there's this term called the water carrying captain, um, which which really shows the humility that's involved in being a, a great leader, but also they had all the talent in the world. And it's something that's super inspiring. It's something that I see in my co-founder, Fred. Uh, and he is, you know, that for our team in terms of being that water carrying captain He's by far the smartest, the hardest working. He's able to always come up with the solutions for the problems. And so it's a joy to be on a team like that. But it's also fun to look at modern teams and seeing like the Warriors recent dynasty, you know, go dubs uh, and having a person like Steph there that really enables it similar to Tim Duncan with the Spurs, right? Like how do you have these extended periods of time of success? Nice. Sounds very good. What about you, Tim? I like that. I, I think I might check out that book. Um, and thanks for bringing it first full circle and, and back to basketball. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan as well. So I uh, can appreciate that. Um, for me, uh, it, there's a book by Eckhart Tolle. It's called The Power of Now. Um, you know, it's basically just really the title is, is why it kind of gives it away. But um, it, it's basically just about living in the moment. Um, I think, you know, as humans, we tend to associate with either the past or kind of worry and be anxious about the future. But really kind of this book um, allows you to focus and really just embrace the present moment. Nice. Very good. All right. Now, one of the things that we talk about, you know, here at Blue Lake, um, since we moved into a little bit more of a serious tone with the books, is, you know, this is not all just about money. It's not just about making a bunch of money. It's really about the quality of our lives living, you know, as extraordinary of a life as we possibly can. And, you know, simply having money be a tool for that, right? So what advice would each of you give for people that are really focused on building and living extraordinary lives? Yeah. So the other book uh, I was thinking about was a book called um, How to Measure Your Life. And it was probably the most impactful book that, um, that I came across in my early 20s. Um, by Clayton Christensen, um, and, and previously he only wrote on like, you know, business concepts, but he applied a lot of those business concepts to um, uh, a fulfilling and successful life. And there were really three big, you know, buckets. One was, you know, sort of figuring out this this personal life and making decisions and having um, uh, values that that worked for you and you could live with. 
the biggest decision was, you know, who you're going to spend your life with, really your, your partner. Um, the second one was career, right? Like finding something that's uh, fulfilling because if you can find that, you're going to be successful. There's going to be those rewards that come with that. And then the final piece, which most people don't talk about enough, but it's really, you know, staying out of trouble, right? How do you avoid those asymmetric downside situations that could put you in jail, could, you know, put you in a situation of cheating or any of those types of things that, you know, just totally disrupt, you know, part one and part two right there. So I'd recommend that book. But again, like those are really simple concepts there, but really impactful in terms of, for me, uh, trying to find that, that extraordinary life. Love it. Love it. Tim, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I would say that basically just, you know, surround yourself with good people. Um, you know, that will help you become the best version of yourself is kind of how I would leave it. So, you know, I think these people will celebrate your, your wins genuinely, um, help you propel you forward. And, you know, during times of, uh, distress or, uh, you know, when you need help, we'll, we'll pick you up. So I think um, having those close relationships are, are pretty critical to living an extraordinary life. Excellent advice. Definitely agree. All right. Excellent. Well, before we get to our final question, I do want to share with the listeners that Thomas's team is also interested in your opinion and your thoughts, uh, specifically when it comes to technology within the real estate sector and the space. Uh, we would like to know what you guys think also. So just be advised that they are currently conducting a very large survey. Uh, they will make the results available to all of the participants. And so if you really want to dig into this data further and in and be able to actually shape and influence kind of the direction that it's going to move in, uh, we, we need to know what you think. So I will be sure to include the link to that survey in our show notes. But last but not least, uh, if you all still want to get a hold directly of Thomas or Tim, how can they find you guys? Yeah, so it's easy. Uh, Thomas.foley at archer.re. All right. And for, Tim. And for me, uh, yeah, um, LinkedIn is, is the best. Uh, you, know, you can follow Blue Lake and then uh, I'm employee of Blue Lake. Feel free to reach out with any questions or add me on there. Nice, nice. Or of course, you can just contact me and then I'll, I'll go bug Tim for you. So uh -huh. thank you guys so much for taking some time to uh, come on the show and share a lot of, I think, what's really interesting information of what happens behind the scenes, the role that AI can play, how we can improve you know, our, our, and become a much more efficient company, how you, those of you that own your own business in real estate can do the same. Uh, it's just been a really great episode. So thank you both for participating. And for those of you listening today, we really appreciate your time as well. Please don't forget to like, rate, and review the show. Leave us a comment and let us know more about what you'd like to hear. And until then, be bold, be extraordinary, and keep moving forward.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.